Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. It has to do with what I opened the show with, which is the question of seizing the narrative. And it is sometimes a very, very cynical thing done by very, very cynical people. And it's sometimes uh, done by well-meaning people who just don't have anything close to a a clear perspective, I think. But I'm going to give you a very, very silly example to to illustrate what we're talking about. So uh, mom goes off to the grocery store to get some milk and say in the parking lot, of the grocery store, she drops the milk, and the the the, uh, the the jug just splats, and and all the milk is gone. Immediately, Dad, to the kids in the car, and the grocery store manager who witnesses it, starts railing about Mom needs to be more careful. Mom is careless. Mom doesn't think about what she's doing. That becomes the conversation: how careless Mom is or is not, perhaps. And if Dad is good and aggressive about it. Nothing else gets discussed, at least not for a good long time. How about instead, mom starts screaming, consumer products are poorly designed. I can give you a list of 15 consumer products that are designed to maximize profit and not blah, blah, blah. Again, she's aggressive on that. We're talking consumer product design. Nothing else. Mom's overworked. It's time to switch to permanent refillable uh, containers. Whoever launches most aggressively into what we're talking about here controls the conversation that's a good one yeah if if it went well i'm so worn out from working all day and taking care of the kids the conversation would be about how to make the schedule different or whether or not you actually are overworked you're right and who ought to be pitching in more you know who, who ought to be doing what chores i'm looking forward to the point you're building too because you're really laying some great groundwork here oh thank you i pray high praise from you sir thank you uh so anyway uh, whenever there is a an awful murder by a disturbed person 
the media, and in particular the Democratic Party, immediately rushes to uh, they had conservative beliefs or they were a white person who didn't like black people, uh, which in this case, uh, in the case of Buff- the Buffalo shooting, certainly seems to be true. Um, or if, if, if there's not some obvious angle like that, that's the first choice, it seems to be. If there's not some ang- obvious angle like that, it goes right to the gun thing, and then so we discuss guns. Right. Mm-hmm. Indeed. If there is a mentally ill black person who hates white people... The entire conversation is about mental illness and the politics of it. It's, it is crass. It is cynical. It is probably racist to bring politics into it. The man was insane. If you're a left wing Bernie supporter who was clearly mentally ill, we didn't hammer on the fact that he was a Bernie supporter due to his freaking Fruit Loops who shot up the Republican baseball practice. Horrific crime. But if the clearly mentally ill young man, in the case of the Buffalo shooting, the guy was detained because his school, his family, his neighbors, his, his, his fellow students, the local cops, everybody knew he was mentally ill. He was detained for a mental evaluation, threatened to shoot up his class, showed up in a hazmat suit because of COVID. He was asked his future plans at school, and his answer was murder-suicide. Oof. Long before he'd said a single word about replacement theory or the jews or black people or anything like that horrific crime i grieve for and with the families i can't imagine their pain oh yeah abc news went through everybody uh who was killed and what their little life story was and it's just to their credit i'm glad they did that unbelievable just unbelievable but what narrative do we go with mom has dropped the milk a bunch of people died at the hands of a crazy person. My only request, and I might as well ask for a pony for Christmas, is if you're going to make it about mental illness, make it about mental illness. If the politics of the clearly mentally ill person happen to be a great handy cudgel you can beat the other side with, don't go there. It's cowardly and it's immoral. And yet they are. You'd look uh, silly on a pony, but that's really not the point of this. That's not my point at all. Um, the guy had a, uh, a strong hatred of Fox News. That gets left out of us uh, because his, his manifesto is 180 pages, so he said a lot of rambling, crazy things. But he hated Fox News for all kinds of different reasons, as so, opposed t- to the whole they were his god and led him to this. Right, right, clearly, which is the narrative. I mean, for instance, the L.A. Times headline. The L.A. Times is utterly shameless these days, but Tucker Carlson hits a dangerous new low in his response to the Buffalo shooting, undeterred by his ideological common ground with the shooter. Hmm, There's a little narrative grabbing. The Tucker Carlson Tonight host spent Monday's telecast ratcheting up the rhetoric. Well... Let's listen to that ratcheting up the rhetoric. You tell me, is this inexcusable cover-up of his ideological common ground, or does this make sense to you? And I'll say for the record, I don't agree with Tucker all the time. In fact, I disagree vehemently with him at times. But that doesn't mean he's never right. Go ahead with 43, Michael. There was a horrifying, we're sad to tell you, a horrifying amount of violence in the United States over the weekend, as increasingly there is. Over just two days, at least 104 Americans were shot to death in major American cities. That's a lot. How many? Well, for perspective, on the single deadliest day of the Iraq War, that would be January of 2005, a total of 37 Americans died. 
So what's happening in our cities right now looks a lot like a war, even if we rarely acknowledge it. Dallas, Milwaukee, Los Angeles, Philadelphia, many other metro areas recorded murders over the weekend. That's typical now. In St. Louis, 13 people were shot, five of them fatally. In Chicago, 33 were gunned down. Five of those died. In Laguna Woods, California, a Chinese immigrant from Las Vegas walked into a Presbyterian church and shot six elderly Taiwanese parishioners. Police say he was motivated by some kind of political and ethnic hatred. Okay, so what's his point? There's plenty of deaths, so why pay attention to one? No, not really. No, because I saw the whole thing, and we'll play you a little more. It has to do with what is the narrative seized by people. Because if it was just about the death, I mean, we'd be talking about the murder thing all all the time. But it's not new. It's not novel. It happens all the time. So nobody's really uh, particularly interested in it. 44, Michael. On Saturday afternoon, a teenager in a mock military uniform walked into a grocery store in Buffalo and shot more than a dozen strangers with a rifle. No doubt you've seen accounts of this on the news. What you probably haven't seen are details about any of the 10 Americans who were murdered in that store in Buffalo. You may not even know their names, much less who they were or who they loved. Most of them were black. We know that. But beyond the way they look, not a lot has been reported about them, because the coverage hasn't been about them. Nor, in fact, has it really been about the gunman. He was an 18-year-old called Peyton Gendron. Gendron was mentally ill. Everyone around him knew that, including his teachers and the local police. Less than a year ago, Gendron was committed to a mental hospital after threatening to murder his classmates at a school graduation ceremony. Again, the only quibble, there has been a fair amount of coverage of the victims, and I think it's important to remember they're real human beings. Uh, and I'm, I'm glad for whoever is doing that. Uh, rolling on, Michael. So on Saturday, after he made good on his long-standing threat to open fire into a crowd, Gendron left an 180-page letter that he said would explain his motives. You've probably heard this document described as a racist manifesto. But that's not quite right. It's definitely racist, bitterly so. Gendron reduces people to their skin color. That's the essence of racism, and it's immoral. But what he wrote does not add up to a manifesto. It is not a blueprint for a new extremist political movement, much less the potential inspiration for a racist revolution. Anyone who claims that it is, is lying or hasn't read it. Instead, Gendron's letter is a rambling pastiche of slogans and internet memes, some of which flatly contradict one another. Mm. The document is not recognizably left-wing or right-wing. It's not really political at all. The document is crazy. It's the product of a diseased and organized mind. Yeah. That whole grabbing onto phrases that help tell a story, but ignoring the other ones that go against the story you're trying to tell is really not a cool thing to do. Framing the narrative, seizing it, aggressively promoting it. Right. I don't know how many of you ever. I didn't. I haven't read this one, but I've read a number of these rambling manifestos over the years from uh, the crazy people, and that that's a pretty good description. There are always chunks that don't fit together. Wait, you can't believe this and this. They don't. The, well, they they. It's a disorganized mind. Right. Yeah. All right. One more. Forty six. At one point, Gendron suggests that Fox News is part of some global conspiracy against him. He writes like the mental patient he is, disjointed, irrational, paranoid. Now, that's true, not that it makes the atrocities he committed easier to bear. If your daughter was murdered on Saturday in Buffalo, you wouldn't care why the killer did it or who he voted for. But the truth about Peyton Gendron does tell you a lot about the ruthlessness and dishonesty of our political leadership. Within minutes of Saturday's shooting, before all of the bodies of those 10 murdered Americans had even been identified by their loved ones, 
Professional Democrats had begun a coordinated campaign to blame those murders on their political opponents. They did it, they said immediately. Patron Gendron was the heir to Donald Trump, they told us. Trumpism committed mass murder in Buffalo. And just to bring it full circle, back to the headline in the L.A. Times article written by one Lorraine Ali, Tucker Carlson hits a dangerous new low in his response to the Buffalo shooting. Undeterred by his ideological common ground with the shooter, the Tucker Carlson Tonight host spent Monday's telecast ratcheting up the rhetoric. Is that what you just heard? Wow, that is... Well, it's not what I heard. On the Rolling Stone article that we mentioned yesterday from the weekend that said the shooter was not a lone wolf. He was a mainstream Republican. Wow. That's a heck of a thing to say. And the L.A. Times said Tucker was uh, dangerously ratcheting up the rhetoric. The amount of dishonesty is... Prof- I mean, it's 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 elephantine. I... Uh, you know, Jack, you often ask the question, are these people doing this intentionally or are they that deluded? I think it's probably some of each, but it is shameless. <laughs> 